بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما آباد الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا ٹوینٹی فورتھ آف مارچ ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری اینڈ الحمد And we've reached verse 3 of Surah Al-Ma'idah. So inshallah to go through the opening part of this blessed verse. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Forbidden to you are dead meat, blood, the flesh of swine, and that on which has been invoked the name of Udha, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's a few points which are mentioned here. So the first thing Allah Ta'ala mentions which, are, which is haram is maita, the dead, the dead meat. So the scholars they point out this is in the work Simplified Islamic Jurisprudence based on the Quran and Sunnah volume 2 from Marriage to Inheritance page 930. So the Shaykh mentions if an animal dies naturally it is quite likely that it died of some acute or chronic disease through eating a poisonous plant or other similar causes. Hence, eating its flesh would probably be harmful. The same is the case when the cause of death is old age or starvation. By prohibiting the flesh of a dead animal to human beings, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides a source of food to animals and birds that in the words of the Quran, constitute ummah like yourselves. This is what actually happens as carcasses of animals lying out in the open are devoured by birds and animals. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So the Shaykh Hassan explains some of the wisdoms why we're not allowed to eat dead animals. So one is obviously it may have ate something poisonous and you by consuming it would harm you. And also you're preventing the sustenance for other creations. So whatever the case, it's mentioned here. Also in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, it mentions. So this is recorded in Ibn Abi Hatim and Ibn Kathir's tafsir and Musnad al-Shafi. Abdullah Ibn Abbas, he was asked about the spleen. He said, eat it. The person said, it's blood. He said, you are only prohibited blood that is poured forth. So let's look at this. So the Quran mentions next after dead meat, blood is haram. What dam? Blood. So a person asked Ibn Abbas the spleen, which is a part of the stomach. He goes, can we eat this? He goes, yes. He goes, it's blood. Ibn Abbas explained, only blood poured, poured forth, damam masfuhan. That is what's prohibited, not congealed blood. Then there's a report. So this is recorded in Darukutni, Behaki, Ahmed, and others, and it's Hassan Lighayri. Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu says that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Uhilla lana maytatani wadaman. We are allowed two dead animals and two types of blood. Fa'ammal maytatani fassamaku waljarad. As for the two dead animals, they are fish and locust. Wa'ammad damani falqabidu and as for the two bloods they are liver and spleen 
So let's look at this. So the Prophet said, two dead animals and two blood are lawful. Now why did he say that? Because the Quran is saying, dead and blood are unlawful. So the Prophet's now making the exception, meaning he's the messenger of Allah. What are the two dead that are an exception? Fish and locust. Alhamdulillah. Dead fish, no problem. Locust, no problem. What are the two bloods that are lawful? Liver and spleen. Going back to what Ibn Abbas said, liver and spleen is also fine. Then it mentions in the next part of the verse, the flesh of swine. So Ibn Kathir, he explained, this includes the wild boar and also refers to the whole animal, including the fat. For this is what the Arabs meant by laham or flesh. Then he quotes a hadith. In Sayyid Muslim, Burayda ibn al husayb al-Aslami radiyallahu relates that the Prophet said, Man la'iba bin Nardashir. He who plays Nardashir is then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Fakanna ma sabaka yadao fi lahm al khinzidi wadami. He is just like the one who puts his hand in the flesh and blood of swine. So, what's first of all, what is this game? Some say it's backgammon. It's a game with dice that includes gambling. So the Prophet said, if you play that game, Nardashir, it's like the one who puts his hand in the flesh and blood of swine. Ibn Kathir then commented, if this is the case with merely touching the flesh and blood of swine, what about eating and feeding on it? Mm. This hadith is a proof that laham means the entire body of the animal, including the fat. In Sayyid Bukhari and Muslim, uh, the Prophet وسلم, said, Inna Allah harrama bay al khamri wal maitati wal khinzidi wal asnam. Allah has made the trade, the business of alcohol, intoxicants, dead animals, pigs, and idols haram. The people asked Ya Rasulullah, what about the fat of the dead animals? It was used for greasing boats and hides, and people use it for lanterns. Can we use the fat of the dead animals? The Prophet said, La, huwa haram. No, it is forbidden. And also in Sayyid Bukhari and Muslim, sorry, Bukhari, Abu Sufyan said to Heraclius, He, I, the Prophet, prohibited us from eating dead animals and blood. So even Abu Sufyan, who was a kafir at the time, even he knew that. He's told us not to eat dead animals and blood. So all of this from Ibn Kathir helps to explain what is being referred to there. And also, this is another interesting ruling. There is an absolute consensus amongst the scholars, may Allah have mercy on them, that all of the swine, including the meat and the fat, are forbidden. So there's no difference of opinion. Anybody goes different, there's no difference. Everything about the pig is haram. And then, as evidence, they cite the hadith in Sayyid Bukhari and Muslim on the day of the conquest of Makkah. And it says, Inna Allah wa Rasulahu harrama bay al khamri wal maitati wal khinziri wal asnam. Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have forbidden you from selling alcohol, dead meat, swine and idols. So not you didn't make a condition. It's forbidden to sell swine. He didn't say, you can use the whiskers, you can use the tail, because it's forbidden. And Sheikh bin Baz, said, so he has specified the swine without mentioning the meat. Why? Because some people, they take the Quran literally, because the meat is forbidden. Lahm al-Khinzir. The Quran goes, Lahm al-Khinzir. 
So you respond by saying, correct. What did the Prophet say? Mm-hmm. He just said, Khinzir. <laughs> so the consensus of the scholars, keep away from it. Forbidden. So now there's a report here. And it's a narration. So this narration is recorded in Tabarani, Ibn Asakir, Kanzul Omal, volume 7, page 94, Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawa'id, volume 9, page 387, comments upon the chain of narrators, Ayat Al-Sahaba, volume 1, page 218-20 of the New English Translation. So I'm going to break it down, but it's a, it's a relevant report. Sayyidina Abu Umama, radiyallahu, he relates, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sent me to invite my people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and to present the injunctions of Islam to them. This is in the report. So a sahaba called Abu Umar was told, go to your people, invite them to Islam. When he arrived, his people already had watered their camels, milked the camels, and drunk the milk. When they saw him, they said, Marhaba, Ya Sudey ibn Ajlan. That was his real name. So they said, welcome, O Sudey ibn Ajlan, meaning Abu Umar, we heard, you have defected to that man. But this is probably a rumor. We've heard that you've become Muslim. He replied, I have rather believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger. And he has sent me to present Islam and injunctions to you. As they spoke, a platter of food was brought and placed before them. As they gathered around to the platter to eat, they said, come and join us so they eat. He goes, shame on you. I have just come to you from someone who forbids this sort of food except for those animals that you slaughter. Mm-hmm. So what happened? He's their tribesman. He's one of their own foods brought. And obviously, they're not Muslims. So there's like haram on the platter. So he goes, Allah. He goes, no. Mm-hmm. They asked, what's forbidden? Abu Umama then said, and he recited this verse, i.e. verse 3, uh, the relevant part. Forbidden for you is dead meat, blood that flows, the meat of pigs, those animals that were sacrificed without the name of Allah, those that were strangled to the end of the verse. Abu Umama then says, as he invited them towards Islam, they kept rejecting some. So now look how interesting. He's just embraced Islam, he's learned this verse. So what does that tell you about the Sahaba? You know, they didn't just go to the Prophet, embrace Islam and then go with nothing. He's already learned a passage which most of us, you know, I'm sure don't know. So he's still inviting them. They're rejecting it. Sorry, sorry. He then said to them, shame on you. You're all ate. At least give me some water for I'm thirsty. Because you're all everything. He's, I couldn't eat any of that. He goes, give me some water at least. They goes, never. We shall not give you any water. But we'll rather leave you to die thirsty. Meaning you've left our religion of the fathers basically Go to hell. So Abu Umaba then tied his turban around his head and he lay down on the sun. Then he said, I fell into a troubled sleep. I suddenly saw a person come to me with a crystal glass so beautiful as no one has ever seen. In the glass was a drink that no one has ever tasted a drink as delicious. He gave the glass to me, I drank it. So let's start the report. So he's, he's, he's dreaming. And look how he describes it. He goes, I can't describe the glass. Something else. I can't describe the drink. Then he said, I drank it. 
I woke up as soon as I had finished drinking. And I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that after that I have never been thirsty, nor even known what thirst is. So he drank something in his sleep and then after that, imagine he's living in the hottest part of the world probably. Because thirst was alien. I didn't get thirsty after that. So what was that drink? In another report, he adds a detail. So this is recorded in Al-Isaba, Tabarani, Hakim in his Mustadrak, volume 3, page 641, Ayat al-Sahaba, volume 1, page 220. It mentions that Abu Umama said, one of your leaders has come to you and you could not even honor him. The people then brought some milk for him to drink. But he said, I have no need for it now. So what's happened? He's gone back to his people. And they're quite shocked, thinking, really? He looks, you know, hearty now. So then they thought, He's one of our own. We should give him something. So he's getting some milk to drink. And what did he say? I don't need it. He then narrated the dream and he showed them his stomach. He was like bulging like that. Every one of the tribesmen embraced Islam. <laughs> A narration of Behaki in Dalal states that Abu Umam was sent to his tribe who were the Bahila tribe. So look how beautiful. They didn't listen to Quran, didn't listen, Sunnah didn't listen. Allah Ta'ala caused a miracle for him so he could live. And that miracle was a means of his tribe embracing Islam. So question, why have I mentioned this here? Because what verse did he recite? You understand, right? You know, he just another level, just embraced Islam and his reading, Surah 5 verse 3. Now this actually shows when he embraced Islam. This Surah was revealed in Makkah or Medina. It's called a uh, Medinan surah, even though it was revealed uh, yeah. towards Makkah. Was it revealed towards the beginning of the Medinan phase or the end? End. End, because it's the last surah. If you go the earliest, it's Hudaybiyah. If you go the latest conquest of Makkah, that shows that Abu Umama and his tribe embraced Islam late. Mm-hmm. Have you understood? And look how beautiful. As soon as the verse was being contradicted, he said, No, I can't have this. And then the tribesmen did what they did, but eventually they embraced Islam through that. SubhanAllah. So I will recite the opening passage and we will conclude. حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَيْتَةُ وَالدَّمُ وَلَحْمَ الْخِنْزِيرِ وَمَا أُهِلَّ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ بِهِ we pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Qur'an the Rabi of our hearts. And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any hands which I may have been invented in the world.